Despite aggressive incursions from the digital media space, the book publishing and retail distribution business occupies an indelible position in today's commercial landscape. In spite of this promising position, however, the sector does not seem to command significant attention among investors and business persons. This is probably due to the notion that Africans do not read or due to lack of information about how the industry works. On this episode, we engage with the founder, managing director of one of Africa's largest bookstores to uncover the do's and don'ts of success in the book retail and distribution business. Welcome, Dr. Kolade Mosuro, managing director, Booksellers Limited, Nigeria. How would you advise a startup on strategies for stocking the shelves if they have one? First, the startup must know, must be familiar with the demographics of his location. He or she will have to be responding to the needs of that location. And so, uh, If the location is close to an institution, what is the strength of the institution? Okay. And, uh, and what materials do they, do they use in their foundation uh, classes where they have huge numbers? What kind of interests are there around around the location. Subject interests. Yes. Uh, if a book has been done by an author on, uh, uh, 50 years after 50. the author's death, mm-hmm. uh, then the book uh, is available to the general public. The earliest books written in Nigeria were the ones that the missionaries did in the 1800s. Those are the only free. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a threat for you. Okay, uh, most books, Chino uh, Achebe's uh, start 58. They're not free. 1958. Uh, 1959, 1960, J.P. Clark, 1960. But do you plan to do what Amazon and some others like Kobo and the rest of them have done now? Do you plan to do them in the immediate future by having an online platform where authors and publishing houses can bring the e-versions of their books for sale and you retail and help them to distribute them? Certainly. Is that such plan? Nothing is foreclosed. Oh, all right. This is this is business. This is business. <laughs> and I like the response you have given. You haven't given much away yet, but you've been able to confirm to us that we will be around on the ground commissioning to witness the commissioning when that occurs. Because I know that for you to say certainly, the plan is already rolling in the background. Um, I'm still talking about technology sure. and how it has helped the bookstore business. 
we do know of some of your promotional efforts uh, using technology, using internet and ICT, but we want to know if it's advisable uh, to help cure the general malady, especially among young people. Young people don't want to go into bookstores, perusing and moving around. They like it quick. So uh, I'm thinking off my head as we're speaking now about a screen. Like we have these um, check-in counters at the airports where you do it yourself, check yourself in when you get to the airport by just going to the screen and punching buttons. Can't we have such where all of the books inventoried in the store, uh, according to categories and subject matters, I can just go to the screen, the touch screen, and check what's available in my subject interest area. And in a matter of minutes, I know what's available. I can read the blob or maybe uh, some little uh, preface or something and then make my decision without walking around the store. Is it advisable? Well, I think that is a necessity. Okay. Uh, but we don't have that in the store. Okay. Uh, the office has it. Oh, okay. Uh, but the customer uh, has not been given a chance to be able to do this on his or her own. I think in a matter of time, we will get to a situation where people could just uh, 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 click in yeah. to check what's in there, uh, to be able to read, uh, read the blob and make a decision. Without walking around Without the shelves. Without walking around. But remember, <clears throat> when you click in and you are checking, you are browsing through, you are walking down the shelves. You are walking down the shelves. E shelves. <laughs> remember. E shelves. Okay. So uh, I just thought I should warn you about Yes. That. <laughs> and uh, thanks for bringing me back home because I was already in Wonderland. <laughs> so there's an E shelf, I mean, where you, where you can. What are the other kind of innovative ideas that one could plow into this business? I think the most important one that we have failed to mention, stock management. Stock management. When you have uh, a store of the size, you couldn't keep inventory on your head. True, true. There's no retail outfit that has as wide a range as this shop has, not even ShopRite. Not even ShopRite? Because when you put books side by side, you see, you could go to ShopRite and you could get a shelf, and the same shelf may carry the same item. True, true. But when you take the range one by one mm. and add them all together, okay? you be astounded. That's profound. And so, uh, I think technology, more than any other thing, has helped us a great deal. And wow. trying to gather the materials for us so that information are within our fingertips. Uh, to analyze materials for us. 
to give us historical data uh, to even order for us mm. okay as we will have template orders and then we can then think through to determine whether we should go with what the computer has offered or whether we should uh, over uh, we should make uh, we should make our decision mm. as to what is best <clears throat> okay. or combine both Coming up. I've been familiar and conversant with this organization for about two decades now. And uh, if you've stayed the course for this long and you're still counting, you're still reeling to go from what we can see, then you must have great people. How do you get it right? Because many entrepreneurs complain that their number one problem are getting the right sets of people to run. So uh, the the computer, uh, the stock management, you know, it's it's very very huge uh, to a business of this nature. And because if you do not hold your stock right, given the fact that the uh, uh, the profit budget is very very marginal, okay, all your gains remain in stock. Yeah, and you will not be doing any business. Hmm. So, uh, so what in specific terms are the innovative ideas that are, uh, that have been helping you along this line? Uh, application, I mean, apps, softwares, or what? Yes, with the, what we have is uh, a dedicated software uh, software for the book business. So the book business has its own dedicated software. Yes, it, and you know, very. You, all sorts of so from your desk or the palms of your phone anywhere you are in the world from, you can from, track from my desk i can track whatever is going on anywhere in the, in the bookshop what sales they have made any hour uh, who has bought what if it's linked to a name uh, uh, what how many we have left uh, uh, Information uh, as to uh, uh, when next I should place the order. Mm. Okay, so all of this help yeah. because ordinarily there's no way anyone will. Okay, and once you have this stock management software, yeah, okay, then you need the other key, the most important aspect. The personnel. Personnel. That will be at the end of it all. You need the personnel. We'll, we'll talk about personnel issues later on. Uh, we intend to go into that. But I, I'd like to know because business is about selling. What are the marketing strategies that you deploy to market this business? Uh, we know that you have a wide array of books on on on, on uh, the shelves. You can't possibly advertise them individually. So how do you ensure that you market and you complement the efforts of the publishers by bringing people to buy specific books? Well, uh, You've mentioned some of them, but I, I still feel we need to talk lengthily and comprehensively right, about it. For example, the 
this month particularly, there's an emphasis on uh, gift items. Oh, okay. Because of the season. Because of the season. And the moment the season is over, uh, we enter into January. That's a new dawn. And that has to be promoted. <laughs> and even in promoting the new dawn, it will also give you a summary of the past. It could give you something to the best. This were the best books of 2018. Wow. You do that. So I see, thought that's what only movie makers do. <laughs> well, okay. So you see, even when you are going into a new year, you are still pulling the past year along with you. Yeah. <clears throat> and before you know it, okay, it's Valentine, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is February. Mm -hmm. And then March. It's uh, Easter. Easter. Okay. <laughs> So on, on and on and on. What I'm drawing from you now yeah. is that your marketing effort is season instigated, yeah. oh, as yeah. it were. Uh, you look at the season, what are the activities that are likely to be pre prevalent or predominant, and then you target your we marketing target accordingly. accordingly. But to some of our viewers out there, this would just be big grammar. How do you break that down for us? What do you do? Do you go on social media? Do you do jingles and radio? Do you run television commercials or infomercials? Or you just distribute handbills? All, all across the board. Uh, social media, uh, if you check social media uh, on a daily basis. Uh, our radio advertisement and TV advertisements have not been as strong as they used to be. Because Anytime there's the issues with electricity, it's always a waste for us to, okay. to do radio and TV. Yeah. So your advertising effort might be a waste because it's, of electricity it's, it's issues. Total waste. We do insertions in newspapers. Uh, uh, we will okay, record uh, uh, record promotion. Really? Because. Uh, uh, a number of people coming in now, perhaps coming in for the first time, they're documented mm -hmm. for us to follow up with them. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, there are gifts items in the shop right now um, are being promoted such that if you bought the book to a particular level, okay, you get your Christmas gift. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> and so... Uh, so promotional Promotion, items. And, and that's a non-stop process because you've just got to bring people in. I also know that many years back we had this calendar, this alm yes, almanac. Yes, well, those, are, those are routines. And um, page um, markers. markers so those, uh, those, are, those, those are routines. Those are routines. Mm, but Book markers, mm -hmm. uh, calendars and stuff like those are routines. And these are promotional efforts, actually. Yeah. Um, I also have uh, learned from you today that you facilitate events in the store, uh, book signing, author interface, book readings, and the one that fascinates me the most <laughs> right now, science. which is the experiments, the scientific experiments that you conducted for young children. Uh, this is just all about the things you do in terms of promotions, publicity, and marketing, and advertising.
please share with us some of the other things. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not every day that we have the opportunity of well, a sit-down conversation we, we, we with you. Uh, so very regularly, we partner with the institutions. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, please. Uh, uh, schools. Uh, generally with the inter-house programs. Uh, schools generally with their, what is it called, end-of-year activities. Uh, uh, clubs at the various universities. Mm. Uh, we even did one. Uh, uh, earlier this year, we did a culinary festival. Really? <laughs> bookstore culinary festival. Well, we didn't use the word bookstore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the extent that we had it in the bookshop. Really? We're not inside the bookshop, uh, on the tarmac. Okay, in the tarmac outside. Yes. Culinary festival. Yeah, we had a culinary festival. Uh, wow. We called it, we called it Monula. Monula. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> so, so you have a number of things. Uh, and then we support sports. Uh, we were involved with some student uh, football activities, cricket activities, uh, a wide range of activities. Wow. Uh, just to constantly uh, reinforce and the brand. The, the brand and constantly bring people's attention to the bookshelf. What about celebrity endorsement? Do you do stuff like that? Well, we have had, we've had situations where celebrities have been here. Uh, when we did, uh, when the, when we did a reading on a Nollywood book, we had some a couple of Nollywood people here. And, and remember, some of your some of the authors are celebrities. Mm. Yeah, and. Uh, so when they come in here, they have their own uh, tr uh, crowd follow, following them. Following them, naturally. Yeah. But did you have to formally sign on any of them to endorse the store or maybe some category of uh, products in the store? Officially? No. no. Okay. The people that we have signed on to constantly talk about the bookshop okay, are the great authors. They are the great authors. <laughs> so you, you'd rather leverage on... Authors are celebrities also. Um, it's not just actors and musicians. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's important that we let that out to our society. Yeah. Authors are celebrities. As a matter of fact, in many climes, I still watched um, Steve Sarko today hosting one of the great authors who goes by a pseudonym, Lee Child. And I should follow that. <laughs> Literature has advertised this country far more than any discipline. I totally agree, sir. Totally. So, so if you're talking about celebrities. Now, literary authors, that's the place to start. Yes. And you have been leveraging on that over time. Uh, let's look about the issue of uh, personnel. Yes. Because an organization is as good as the people who run it. You can't be everywhere. As a matter of fact, you can't be here every time. And uh, my assumption about this organization that has, that has sustained its efficiency over the years, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 
I've been familiar and conversant with this organization for about two decades now. Yeah. And um, if you've stayed the course for this long and you're still counting, you're still reeling to go from what we can see, then you must have great people. How do you get it right? Because many entrepreneurs complain that their number one problem are getting the right sets of people to run things for them. Well, we've been very lucky with our crew. They've stayed loyally with us and they have stayed long. I suppose they too, uh, they have caught the bug. Mm. And the principal members of staff, they also show as much passion, perhaps more, even more passion than, <sighs> than the rest of us. And so we have been lucky in that regard. Yeah, so but I'm interested, what did you have to do to get it right? It couldn't just have been chance. There must be a strategy or by power of hindsight now, what are the things that you think you did that helped you to achieve this uh, quantum level of success with your personnel? I think we have uh, we've given them, we started by giving them training training and we also uh, give them uh, the latitude for them to all grow their interest okay so you don't micromanage no okay and uh, they have grown in their own in their own area they have grown and they've grown to be specialists Mm. Uh, the people who handle stationery, I may have started by teaching them, but now they will have to teach me. Wow. Uh, the students growing. Yeah, but that's the way it should better be. Better than the master. Yes, that's the way it should be. I couldn't be. I couldn't be, be totally uh, knowledgeable about everything here. True. I mean, it's impossible. True. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I try not to. Uh, you know, I have. Uh, like be involved with strategies and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. The big picture. I, uh, so the bookshop has been broken down into several bookshops, enabling different people uh, to manage to manage different areas. Coming up. But one thing I've been meaning to ask, which I would ask today, is that the light that D. They are bright enough, but deep. The atmosphere is not loud. When you're coming in here, it's like you're entering a coven in a positive sense. A coven of intellectuality. It's almost like a temple. Like a temple. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I was about to say. But I just. Now, training is one thing. Positive response to training is another. So I don't want to believe that the training was just all that um, you did to get it right. What are the other variables in the mix? Like how do you ensure that at the recruitment stage that you get it right? Careful selection of crew. Okay, What's the, what are the specifics that you do to ensure that you get it right at the recruitment stage? Well, you'll interview Okay. Uh, uh, you will do a thorough interview, and not, this is not something to be rushed. 
It's not something to, to be rushed. Rushed. You do a thorough interview and you begin to sieve and you begin to build uh, some chemistry. Uh, and uh, when <coughs> and raise, raise questions as to what uh, you like to do and how they want to respond to it. And you discover that uh, some of your candidates share the same goals with you. Uh, you discover that some of your candidates uh, they're ready they're ready to swim the tide with you and you give them you bring them in give them all the necessary encouragement and give them the room to grow and uh, and treat them well hmm. and so uh, those are the parameters uh, and they'll find in you that you will not ask of them uh, any less than you're asking yourself. So when you, if you put in some hard work, okay, they, they see it. Okay? They, they have no other choice. Mm. And if it brings you joy to serve, okay, they see it. And they too, and they embrace it. Yeah. A man or a woman starts the mission. True. And then the rest of the people embrace the mission. And they can even carry the mission to a loftier height. I agree. And so when these few people emerge, okay, they in turn, it is their own challenge to recruit the next level. Hmm. Because, see, I can only take the next level. <laughs> and when people come in, I will say, well, say thank you to all the people before you. Now it's your turn for other people to say thank you to you, so if yeah. you can. So that way you ensure sustainability, yeah. replication over time, and that way it can transcend you, uh, as it were, in terms of the values. You strike me as um, one African CEO who doesn't see himself as an emperor because the general Malay around here is that, and I'm using the word Malay with every sense of responsibility, the average CEO sees himself like a pseudo-god. Um, the boss said, so everybody waits upon the boss. As a matter of fact, the boss gets angry when you take initiative. Um, as a consultant, I've had to interface with many organizations where the boss just wants everybody to wait upon him. But here you are, giving us profound tidbits that you want your employees to actually grow in the direction of their comfort, comfortability. And you've been able to recognize over time that that helps the business actually to grow. Uh, that's quite profound and that's something I think a lot of our startups uh, will be taking as a golden nugget. Because that for me, as I've observed, is a secret of success in so many other climbs. Um, but here we still don't have, we haven't gotten to that level yet. Related to personnel issues, uh, you've told us how you get it right at the recruitment stage. And you've also told us how you nurture and grow and hone the skills of your employees. And I also like the fact that you touched on goal alignment at the recruitment stage. You want to find out what their goals are 
and you want to figure out if it aligns with your goal. If it doesn't, then that means you're a wrong fit. And I'm taking that personally away, which I'm going to also run on prospective employees in my organization as we go along. But how about the career growth? Because the average person wants to be able to project into the future and say, in 5, 10, 15 years, if I stay here, um, what's the career line? Do you have such designs? Yes. Okay. There will be, be levels along the line. Okay. That one will fit <coughs> into as you continue to grow. Sure. And uh, when we started, we started as an outfit, just one outfit. As we were growing stuff, we found ourselves uh, building bookshops on top of key principal, key mm. members of staff. And so we were able to do branches. And so we would nurture them here. And they will go out there mm. to go around the branch. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the future is paved and it becomes limitless. True. And because you also give them the latitude, then which means they're not limited by your own limitation. No. As an individual, every one of us were limited, and uh, which means as the organization grows organically and begins to splinter yeah. into different branches, the CEO, the founder, the visionaire is not capable of being in every branch <laughs> at the same time. No. So what it means is that the branches will not be limited by the uh, visionaire's limitations. And I think that's another lesson that uh, a lot of us will have to take home. Let me also ask you um, in terms of networking, because people say that networking is the soul of business. Uh, you've told us earlier about the Nigerian Booksellers Association. That would be a strong platform for networking. Are there other platforms or other strategies for networking um, that you would recommend to um, new startups in this sector? Oh, it'd be good for them to attend as many literary events wow. as possible and be part of it. It would be good for them to, for startups to attend uh, book fairs. Book fairs. Which will bring all the people in the industry uh, together. Hmm. It would be good for uh, the startups uh, for the institutions around them to know them and for them to know those institutions uh, that's that's networking mm -hmm. uh, and it will be good uh, for the uh, startup uh, to engage in some communal activities within the uh, limit of their own uh, capability okay. and within the limit of their own resources. Communal activities such as resident association or what? Civic uh, community? For example. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we gather uh, communal kids 
okay. around here for computer training. At this store? Well, next door. Okay. We uh, try also to bring schools to the bookshop. They don't have to buy, but they must know that a market exists. So like an excursion? An excursion. They activity. can come to the store? They come to the st store. Awesome. And uh, we reach out to institutions, to schools, to talk to them about reading. Mm. Mm. Okay. And not just primary or secondary school. Okay. Uh, I'll be teaching a course in the university uh, come next semester. So that's part of networking uh, opportunities, opportunities uh, that we, ha we have going. So besides seizing existing platforms and opportunities to network, you will advise startups to also create opportunities to oh, network, yes. to they spread their tentacles. No, they can't. They can't exist in a vacuum. They must be part of the society and the society must be part of them. Wow. And so they must, and that's the only way that the society can, can get to know that they exist. So uh, anytime we have programs here, some people are already lined up, mm. wanting us to invite them to any of our programs. Do you have like a data bank? Oh, we have a data bank for that. Oh. So, so all of your events, you, you, you generate data of attendance? Oh, yeah. And also maybe the patrons in the store? Yes, we do. Among other strategies for yes. generating. Do you yes. want to share with us those strategies for generating data of people that, because you don't want to miss too much. You don't want to shoot in the dark too much, so you don't waste bullets. Um, Anytime we have an event here, there's a register. Oh, okay. And there's a compiled. Anytime we want to promote, uh, we'll start from our register. Anytime you win an award here, okay, uh, there's a register. Anytime you buy a voucher, a book voucher, here, mm -hmm. okay, there's a register. Wow. So uh, there's a database. A database. So you're intentional, you're intentional about generating, nurturing, keeping and facilitating your, your database. Your, uh, your database is part of the assets of the organization. You must. You Fantastic. Must have Fantastic. I've also seen the effort that you've put into making the store ambience comfort, comfortable um, for the patrons and those who come to window shop. Um, I was sharing a joke with uh, one of the managers around uh, when we we're setting up that that corner over there used to be my corner and I had a particular chair that was my chair. Any day I walked in here, which are usually very few, and I find someone sitting in that chair, I used to be very angry within me. But that chair is mine. <laughs> That's my chair. <laughs> then I'll go sit on another chair. Then when the person leaves, I, I, I relocate because I will sit down for hours. I, I just love to be around books. And besides the fact that I'll make purchases, some days I might, make, I might not make much purchases, some days I make more, but I will sit around for an average of three to six hours. And I will sit down and just peruse and peruse. And it's because it's comfortable. Yes, it's got to be attractive. 
and equally has to be comfortable. You must remember, even browsing is cerebral. And you do not engage in cerebral activities, sweating, sweating mm. off. <clears throat> You've got to be comfortable. You need concentration. Sure. The atmosphere must lend itself to that. And so that's why we create this place mm, uh, in that manner. And in any event, okay. To make it attractive, it's got to be beautiful. It's got to be beautiful, pleasing to the eye. Well, what's wrong with that? <clears throat> Absolutely nothing. Okay, is wrong with that. It's, it's got to be beautiful to engage you. Yeah. Nothing gives as many colors as the colors of the books, because against the white background, okay, the color in all. It lights up. Okay. And they hit you right in the eye. Mm. And so we've got to create an atmosphere that will draw people here. Uh, and, and when they're drawn here, that will hold them here. Hmm. And I've seen that there's a deliberate orchestration of integrated ideas to help achieve that. The floor mat. It's very unique, it's beautiful, yet not outlandish. The beige color pulls you in in a very, in a, in a, not in a sentimental, flamboyant manner, but there's a sober way it pulls you in, quiet and gentle way. I also observed that, of course, the AC is always on whenever I come here. But one thing I've been meaning to ask, which I will ask today, is that the lights are dim. They're bright enough, but dim. The atmosphere is not loud. When you're coming in here, it's like you're entering a coven in a positive sense now. A coven of it's, intellectuality. It's, it's almost like a temple. Like a temple. That's what, <laughs> that's what I was about to say, but I just didn't it's, want it's, to. You know, it's, I didn't want uh, to offend the religious sensibilities well, of some well, people. You, okay. But that's the way I feel when but I come to, in here. You know, uh, to give you the freedom and at the same time that seriousness. So it was deliberate. Uh, oh yes, the um, lighting. The, the lighting. It's it's uh, uh, it's uh, it's a natural color, as again the harsh uh, fluorescent that you are giving me through your lights. Yeah. And so the moment you come in, that's the first thing that strikes you. The lighting. Yeah. And then you get adjusted to it. And it calms you. And it calms you. Uh, you know, and that's suiting effect. Mm. It's what will lead you to be at your, at your best, to help you as you move around, okay, uh, to put you at ease. And then we've put up the music now. Yes. But we put up the music because of the interview. The interview. But we keep the music... Uh, in the background, sub sublime Action. music in the background, just to help the senses. Okay, it's uh, and just to help you in in the at, in, in in the bookshop. Mm -hmm.
Birmingham. So if you as government can say no books, <laughs> you're killing your strength. You're killing your strength. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you, and I still want you to touch more on that for us because mm. it's one of the uh, uniqueness of this center that I would like to project to the world uh, so that entrepreneurs out there can learn a lesson or two about how to uh, ensure that they have a store ambience that keep, that brings the customer. I long to be here. Back in the day when I was living in Ibadan, I always longed to be here because the music that you talked about, you can barely be conscious that there's music playing. Occasionally you remember that there's a music playing, but most times it's just somewhere in the back of in your the, head. In the back. Your music is usually very, very slow in the background. Unlike most stores that we go into this, our music is blaring yeah. loudly, and they're usually slow music, sometimes well, instrumentals. And it just ve goes. Very, very much so. You know, as Africans, we love music. Yes. But yes. oftentimes, uh, music gets into us so much that the moment we hear the beat, we want to dance. Yeah. This is not dancing music. Okay. It's <laughs> it suits you. It's a soothing. And just listen. Yes, you know, it's easy listening music. That's what it is. So everything around here has been carefully selected such to help the process. Okay. Because even if you look up, it's opened up slightly. Okay. To let in light. Okay. So the light combines with the light lightings to give to give that feeling. The natural light. The natural because light. Because the roof is open. The roof is open. And it's not open everywhere. No. Just a few glimpses, yeah. uh, which some of our cameramen took some shots of earlier. So you have a glimpse of the sky in some portions of the ceiling to complement the artificial lightings, which I said earlier creates a kind of sobering effect on me each yes. time I walk in here. And what you're telling us now is that you are intentional about oh, yes. everything. Well, business is deliberate. Business is deliberate. Of course, you can be lucky in a number of things. And I have to admit that we have been very lucky, too, in a number of things. But by and large, uh, business is deliberate. You've got to think through. You, you put a thing through your process so that you can get the kind of result that you anticipate. <laughs> okay, it's not just sheer luck. You know, you or chance. No, yes, chance. Uh, luck will come your way. You know, but uh, by and large, it's a deliberate process. Mm. You sit down. This is what we like to achieve, and if we want to achieve this, these are. Uh, the methods by which we will uh, put in place so that we can arrive at this goal. Okay, hmm. you try hard. Sometimes you don't, and if you don't, that in itself is some education. Okay, you do your analysis again. Okay, we did not get there. Okay, so, so what was responsible for that? So let's let's give it another effort. Hmm. On and on. And sometimes you get some huge results and say, wow, what did I do right? Or, you know, uh, that was not my doing. Mm. Uh, maybe, um, <laughs> maybe providence. So business <laughs> is a journey. Yes. Business is a journey. Yeah. That's what I'm learning from. Oh, yeah. 
And in that journey, um, it's very important for one to recognize that there will be moments when you won't get it right. There will be moments when you will get it right. When you don't get it right, don't worry. Just readjust and yeah, keep just, going. Just work hard so that you have more moments. It's not a one-off thing. Yeah, you have more moments that you get it right. That's all. In the course of doing business, you're going to hit, hit it right and you're going to miss, miss it in some areas. Mm. You want to be sure that you hit it right in most areas. In most areas, then when you get it wrong. Yes. I appreciate you solving that problem for us in terms of the store ambience, but that's not something a lot of our people take um, seriously around here. They just think, put up the shelves, put the products there, um, put up your signboard and um, pray to God <laughs> that things will happen. And I appreciate you giving us that profound insight that I'm sure will help a lot of our startups there. Tell us if you can, if cold calls also work in this business, have you had to take the business to people's doorsteps? Oh, yes. We've done all sorts. Okay. okay. I have danced on the streets. Really? <laughs> danced on the streets? <laughs> Made a fool of myself. <laughs> yeah, to promote the business. Oh, yes. I, you know, I Despite have, the fact that you have such uh, well, very we good have, talk. We have, uh, uh, we've gone around... <laughs> ringing bells. Yeah, we've gone to houses, knocking on their doors. Uh, you know, we've done all sorts. Uh, so... Do you still uh, do that? No, no. I've lost my dancing shoes. Now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess maybe you removed the band dancing shoes and gave it to some of the personnel. <laughs> so, so, but would you would advise cold calls? Anything and everything as part of the business to get it going and get it going right. Mm, anything and everything. We also need to ask you if there are things that you would want to specifically request of government in terms of facilitating the growth of this industry. Government really needs to take education more seriously. And, and I think government really has to understand what education is about. It is no education when you have systemic failure in primary schools and in, 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 in secondary schools. And you have such failures because the teachers the teachers are not there like they used to be. The teachers are not being rewarded as they should be. And the wherewithal, the use of materials are not being encouraged. I think it's the height of folly when some state governments tell the students, we'll give them books, and further tell them, Therefore, don't buy books. Hmm. You're limiting knowledge. True. If you are going to give them books, but well, always give them books. <laughs> the more materials they have, better. <laughs> the better for all of us. Don't limit their knowledge acquisition. Don't. Yeah. Don't limit acquisition. Because you need the breath to be able to grow. True. And in any event, when they say they're giving up books, 
maybe they're just giving a book in chem in English and a book in maths. That's narrow. Mm-hmm. And so the culture of going out, uh, developing uh, the curiosity to reach out to a bookshop, okay, to go out to a library, it's not there. And if it's not there, it will be found wanting again in the university. And if it's not there, by the time they finish school, (laughs) okay, there will be no lifelong education. So school for them, okay, the end of school is the end of life because that's the beginning of rot. So government really needs to understand this and encourage it. This part of the country, particularly, so every 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 state has a strength. True. Or your state has an educational strength that is unmatched. Mm. Take Ibadan, for example. It's got University of Ibadan. I mean, take it from the north of Ibadan. It take it from IITA, NISA. University of Ibada, University uh, Usage, Polytechnic, on and on, IART, mm-hmm. uh, the other one to the left, the one that more plantation, Cream, uh, Nifort, <laughs> all of this, <laughs> all of this institution. Forestry. Forestry, research. okay. And then the publishing, in, publishing companies mm-hmm. along this line. And so people. The moment they think book in this country, they're coming to Ibadan. The moment they want to publish, they're coming to Ibadan. And so if you as government are saying, no books, <laughs> you're killing your strength. You're killing your strength. <laughs> and that's way we're amputating the society. That's, that's, so that's what is going on. So we, we really need to understand you know to understand what we are doing for them to give it the necessary support well, yeah and I think the electorates are also listening and perhaps having a better understanding of how the society is being injured yes. by these freebies that we tend no, to I'm, 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 I'm not uh, I'm not to, I'm not opposed to their giving things, yeah, but yes. I'm just saying that they shouldn't say that you stop there. <laughs> yeah, you should you shouldn't shackle them. So, so that doesn't lead to question your call. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't shackle that them. way. Okay. Before we let you go, sir, um, one of the bane of our society is that businesses don't tend to outlive. I mean, successful businesses don't tend to outlive the owners. Um, as someone who is very cerebral, and I'm not patronizing when I say this, like I said, I've watched you from a distance. As a customer, as a patron, I've watched you from a distance, and I know that you're very cerebral. Uh, you know that would want this value-adding platform to be around uh, for ages to come. What are the strategies that you have in place to ensure that this organization um, lives on even after you've departed this side of the divide? Well, I'm not as uh, actively engaged in it. 
as I used to, which in itself, and, and that it continues to trial, which in itself means that uh, I can exit. Uh, there's been development for uh, a level, uh, high level management to handle to handle the affairs of the organization, and that's been in place now uh, for for some years. Members of the family too have have come in and brought in their own uh, breath into it, and so I'm not. Um, I'm. I shouldn't really be the face of the company, as I as I was many years ago, except for the fact that you sought this interview with with me. But uh, so that's that. But uh, I still play the role of <coughs> a, of a senior advisor, if you if I can, uh, trying to guide my colleagues along. But I'm not uh, I'm not in charge of the day-to-day -day activities uh, of the bookshop, which is. Uh, what is encouraging for me uh, and I hoping uh, the people that are running it will continue to attract men and women uh, who will share in the dream and, and take it and take it higher and I'm hoping that they will be able to engage men and women robust uh, who will Take the challenges of the of the trade in whatever manner it may come, mm. and and uh, ride above it, and uh, and grow it. <laughs> so I'm quite uh, comfortable that there, there's a future ahead. And on that far-sighted note, I'd like to thank you so very much for agreeing to be on the program today, Dr. The, Musa. The pleasure is mine. Thank you very much. Thank you so very program. much. Thank you we so much. We do appreciate your time. My joy. <laughs> and on that note, we'd like to call it wraps on the episode today. Thank you so very much for being there with us. Until next time, it's bye for now.